All right. Dan, it's episode three. It's episode three, y'all. Revenge of the Packy Run. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Get my, uh... uh, oh yeah, that's the one. Welcome back to the Packy Run podcast. I am Dan Mayotte. And I am the Senate. No, I'm AJ Lagambina. I mean, same thing. It's, same. yes. Both are just as useless. I hate you. So much. So uh, uh, got him. We've got we got a couple of we got a couple of topics that we can cover today. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of Patriots news has happened in the last week since we've done like a podcast episode. We've had a lot of Pat's news. We've had um, the uh, entertaining Twitter <laughs> things. This the scene. The scene has uh, they've lost their minds. Yeah. Because, the, the like, the music industry, are... yeah, music industry stops happening for a month, and this is what happens. We will get into that a little bit later, but first, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight, I have a Black Abbey Brewing Company, uh, The Rose, which is a Belgian-style blonde ale, um... It's sweet. It's a it's a sweeter beer. And uh, friend of the pod, uh, Brad Teller, turned me onto it. Uh, with... Is it like a dessert beer? Um, kind of. It's not. It's not quite as. Um, it's not quite that sweet. It's okay. It's it's just kind of a uh, what do they call it with wine? It's a it's a porch pounder. You know, like you can just sit yeah. there and. You can just sit there and like crush an entire six pack without really trying or thinking about it. But it's is it something like you sip on like you j- are more of a sipping beer or like you just like fucking chug it. Yeah, and you, it's definitely about it and get wrecked. It's definitely a sipper. It's uh, I know it says somewhere on here. I think it's like five point four going on going on six percent. I can't find it. alcohol five point four percent by volume. So it's a little bit heavier than like a than just like a beer beer yeah like a pbr or like one of those like miller lights or yeah a little bit miller more on the boozy or, side yeah um yeah it is not the champagne of beers unfortunately yeah i mean we can't all be drinking the champagne of beers all the time I and think sometimes we, we just want to i mean we can and i think sometimes that's the, i think that's the dream <laughs> well yeah like i'd love to drink shitty beer all the time but sometimes it's nice to treat yourself that is that is true. What are you uh what are you rocking? Rocking a uh Brooklyn uh Defender IPA. Oh. It's a golden IPA. That is a fantastic beer. Uh one that I have not seen down here in Tennessee, but one that I would regularly get during our exploits in New Haven. I mean it's definitely a little probably I mean I didn't get into Brooklyn Lager until I moved to Brooklyn, and that logic checks ever out. S- I mean, yeah. I mean, ever since I've been in Massachusetts for the quarantine and the beer virus, I have been craving Brooklyn Lager beer, 
and I haven't been able be able I haven't found it anywhere until like Friday. There you go. And I found it at Cappy's. What is Cappy's? Down in Hyannis. It's like uh, is it a, what it's a it's a local joint? Yeah. I guess it's a it's a good nice big liquor store, kind of like a like Luke, Luke's Liquors. Luke's Liquors. Yeah. All three locations but... are amazing. <laughs> And Luke's Liquors should sponsor us. Well, Luke's Liquors in... I mean, Luke's Liquors are all over fucking Cape Cod, dude. How many are there on the Cape? I know there's one in Rockland. I know there's one in Manomet, which is just Plymouth. Um, I th- is there? Are there more on the Cape? Dude, I drive around. Like, me and my girlfriend will drive around Cape Cod and go to random towns. Because... Because there's jack else, shit to do. There's nothing to do except go to the beach, but it's too cold to swim, and just drive around and find nature trails to go to, and go to Luke's. And there's like there has to be a Luke's Liquors in like every town in Cape Cod, or some towns there's like at least three. I didn't know that they had an empire, but that's cool. They're like everywhere down here, so keep, that's kind of uh, cool. Keep getting them checks, I guess. Build your build your packy empire. Yeah, I guess so. And but bring us along for the ride. <laughs> Brooklyn is a good beer. Um, yeah, they it's kind of a sipper. the The Defender IPA is awesome. Uh, I especially like on the six packs of the bottles. It's got the mm-hmm. like superhero look to it. Um, I will say this. Definitely better in the bottles. Oh, really? Not the cans. Like, it's kind of like, um, like you were saying this before, like when we had, uh, Boston Loggers, like Sam Adams. Yeah. Like, they're better in the bottle than they are in the can, can for whatever reason. Oh, absolutely. There's definitely some beers. PBR is probably the best example where you can get PBR Has in, to a be in a bottle. Yeah, you can get it in a bottle, you can get it draft, like it's available in a few different formats, but there's something about that like aluminum zing that really works for it. Same thing with uh, Narragansett. Narragansett's the same way, it just tastes better out of the aluminum. I don't know what it is, or if it's... Well, that's also, I... I mean, my hot take, my hot take with most beers is that I like them more out of the bottle or the can than I do draft, which is like sacrilegious to say. Like I get I get odd looks from people every time I say that. But there's I like my beer with more carbonation, which you obviously get mm. when it's in a bottle or a can. Um but then there are definitely there's definitely a few beers that need that that little bit of like a metallic aluminum taste uh to really make it. Yeah. I would I I mean I can agree with that to some extent, but there are some beers you have to have as a drought like um like guinness yeah that guinness was has to, that's where my mind was at too uh and i'm not like, a i'm not a big guinness of, fan at all but that's still like i'm a huge guinness fan and every place most bars don't pour it correctly see i've heard that i'm not a big enough fan to know but i do know that there is like a there is like a tradition and a um what's the word i'm looking for like how to pour it cr- properly yeah, there's a uh, there, it, there's a process for it. It's so basically what it is is, and I'm, grant you, I'm not a bartender. I've never been a bartender, so but I've watched enough shows. I've talked to enough people. You put 
the glass at a 45 degree angle and you pour it down and then you pour it about like halfway or like three quarters of the way up and then you let it sit and then you go off and like you pour like another drink or like you go do something and wait for it for like a minute to and let then the head pour clear. Yeah, let the head clear. And then you pour straight down and then like pour it till the top and like get a nice head going and everything like that. Yeah, it's one of the only it's one of the only beers where the head is all that important. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a uh Guinness did have one thing. Again, Brad Tuller, friend of the pod. Uh, yeah. Brad we had, might have to get him on. Yeah. Brad had something. I know it he's was, a big whiskey guy. He's I, a massive whiskey guy, which um You <laughs> can't get into, but I have started to I used to be able to drink it like it was water. It. Dude, I love whiskey now. I used to be able I used to be able to drink whiskey like it was water and uh uh I'm ninety nine percent sure that she's never gonna listen to it and even if she did, she would just find it funny. Um I mean who cares? Like My friend just, Hannah just My friend Hannah just I got wrecked at her place one night with a couple other people. Actually, I'm pretty sure Brad was there for at least a portion of that night. And uh, I know I definitely wasn't that there that night. No, I think I think Josh and I had gone to their place for a little bit or something, and we were as college kids do, you know, just just putting it back. And I started. Yeah. I started that I night mean, with whiskey, and then moved on to other drinks. And I mean, you're young and dumb and. You don't know your limits yet, so you make bad choices. Especially with you, liquor. Oof. Especially with liquor, and I mean, you learn very early on <laughs> where your very lines early are. On, where your lines are, like me with gin. Um, that that was a terrible night. Not gonna go into that tonight. Yeah, Josh and I learned that lesson too. Yeah. <sighs> drinking christmas trees yeah yeah but anyways let's stop talking about the alcohol and the drinking and so gronk went to tampa bay in a let's start it off there in a move that should have really not shocked anybody i don't think i don't I mean i think that i was, was a I think it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Gronk was going to Gronk was going to come back this season. I think just based on everything that he had said in the media and everything, I thought for sure that he would be coming back uh, sooner rather than later. Um, and I don't know. There's something about that Tom Brady cult of personality where there's people that just don't want to play for anybody other than him. I mean, I I wish we got more value out of it. But to be told, any we we were tight on cap space. We wouldn't be able to pay anyone if he were to come back. Like we're paying, we were set to pay him ten million dollars with him not playing. At least we got a fourth round draft pick, and someone else is paying for it. That contract. And the other so the other thing about it is. I think time will tell if it's, you know, if it really was kind of a flub or whatever, just trading him off uh, and only getting, a, what, a fourth round pick for him? I mean, keep in mind, two years ago, we had an offer in place with the Detroit Lions, and we were <laughs> going to get a first round pick. We were going to get a first rounder from them. Maybe it wasn't two years ago, but it, 
I mean, we I were going to get a first round I think it was the 2018 season, so yeah. Yeah, with like Matt Patricia being at the helm and everything like that. Like, we were gonna, we were gonna get a first round pick for him, and looking back on it now, it's like, wow, we got only a fourth. I mean, I wish we got a second out of it at least. But I think that's I think it's fair to think that way. But I think the other I think the more important thing for me is just like in Belichick, we trust. And honestly, the fact that we the fact that we managed to get ourselves a pick for a player who was retired. That's true, too. And I think I, it, mean, I think that's a uh, I think that's a galaxy brain move. Ten million dollars is a lot of money. That's true. And I mean, it is, but it isn't like. In it's terms more than my of, punk ass will see in my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, it's more than what any of us will see in our lifetimes. But, like, as far as, like, salary cap goes, like, $10 million is kind of, in the grand scheme of everything, it will help out a little bit. Especially signing a lot of, like, those draft picks that we just got. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was shocked that it happened as quickly as it did. Because I remember... Earlier in the day, it was like, oh, reports that Gronk is coming out of retirement to go to the, like, to the, like, Tampa Bay, like, uh, Buccaneers. And this happened, I was, like, out somewhere, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then I was, like, driving home, and 15 minutes later, it was like, breaking news, Gronkowski has signed with the Tampa Bay, like, has been traded. And I'm like, wow, that is, that's quick. They move quickly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, whatever works. Yeah, I, I don't I think wish... we're gonna, I don't think we're really gonna miss him all that much. I mean, he wasn't gonna play for us anyways. Exactly. Well, I think he might he... have played for us if Brady was still here. If they had worked something out there, I could see him coming back. But I think you know, dealing some with some people a... were mad on on oh, Twitter. Some people were big mad, some which is like. Were like... Like, that is, like, some people, like, were calling him a punk on Patriots Twitter. And, I mean, look, like... Business is business, guys. Like, come on. He wasn't going to play for us no matter what. We got... And, I mean, like, I'm only upset about the fourth rounder. I wish it was a little bit higher. But it is what it is. We got... We were so type... We had, like, less than two million in cap space to do anything with it like everyone was was wondering oh the patriots why haven't the patriots signed a quarterback yet which we'll get to we'll get to that in a little bit um but we were like everyone was like oh why haven't the patriots signed a quarterback and it's like you can't do much with two million dollars in your cap space and like we got to sign all our draft picks we got to do a lot of we that money can't be spent and we also it's tied up we also have to be playing the long game you know, there right. were a couple of I mean, there were a couple of interesting prospects, but you know, between the cap space and the fact that the organization has made it pretty clear that Stidham's their guy, like it wasn't yeah, it and wasn't gonna happen. Also, next not like next year, we're gonna have approximately ninety million in cap space. We got fuck money, son reload yeah oh yeah we are gonna like go, go people on a don't realize tour. that people don't realize that like we are we after next year we have so much money 
And you know Belichick, he is not going to blow it all. Nope. I think... Um, I think he. I think Belichick is uh, consistently ten steps ahead of everybody else around him. And but I think in we're other news, see that. before if before we get to the draft, we did sign Marquise Lee. I did see um, that. Now, he has been kind of injury prone. He is that type of player. In because I play a lot of Madden, and I always create these dynasties <laughs> marquise lee is that type of player that tur- like is a low overall and then comes becomes op he becomes like a 99 and like catches like everything and like not that he's going to become that in real life because obviously video games are very different than the reality of it all he is very talented he is a good option, at least kind of injury-prone. I, I like the signing. I, I wanted them to go after him when I did see that he was released. Um, that's an interesting development, and we'll see what happens with him. And looking at the draft and what they did, they didn't pick a single wide receiver, and... They signed a bunch in free agency afterwards. But maybe this is kind of their way of saying, like, hey, we, we addressed this. Like, maybe, like, this is the way of their how they're going to address their weak wide receiver core. I think you're spot on there. I think it is a little bit of a, I think it's a little bit of a signal. Um, and Belichick did say after the draft, like, somebody asked him, why didn't you draft somebody? Why didn't you draft a wide receiver? He said, "Well, we like our guys. We got, and I'm paraphrasing at best here. They picked Nikhil Harry in the first round last year, and they spent a second rounder on Mohamed Sanu. They thought, you know, they need, they think it's going to be competitive and maybe run it back, and we can be competitive with these guys." Yeah, I think it's it's one of the, it's one of the more interesting things about you know the talk about the Patriots as a whole lately. Um, you know, losing Brady, losing Gronk is obviously like a big emotional loss more than mm-hmm. anything else for New England fans and for people on the outside looking in. But if you take a look at the roster, the way that it stands right now, you know, Stidham is Stidham's an unknown factor. People seem to be people in the organization seem to be confident about him, which might just be posturing. It might just be saving face or it might be that, you know, they legitimately believe in this kid, at least for this season. And if you look at the rest of the roster, it's nothing to scoff at. There's more than a couple of unknowns there which is welcome to the fucking patriots like the thing that the thing that patriots twitter gets hung up on they get hung up on the fact that (laughs) what is happening oh i guess it's something from me um it ain't me yeah i guess i had some sound on some website i was looking at um shut up um, Patriots Twitter gets hung up on the fact that Jared Stidham had a pick six in like a game last year. And 
Wasn't it during a preseason game? Something like that. It was like so my like it was so like minor and so stupid. I think I might have been at that game. I people think get so, I think it was against the Titans. I think I was at that game, and we still won. So people have been so hung up on him and that pick six for whatever reason. I'm sorry. What was Brady's last play as a, as a member of the New England Patriots? I mean, that... <laughs> like, on that uh, note alone, friggin' good riddance, dude. If that's if that's what you want to go out on, dude, okay. Go to, yeah. go to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Now, Marquise Lee is good depth in the wide receiver room for the Patriots, at least. I mean, even if he does get cut, and there might be a chance at it. I mean, like, Demarius Thomas got cut with the Patriots a few years ago in camp. Um, he's at least someone to look at as, like, it, as a, like a solid option. Same thing with Mohamed Sanu. Um, now, moving into the draft, I... Everyone in the media, from what I have seen, has panned this. Everyone hates it. Everyone's like, "Why didn't the Patriots sign a like get a quarterback?" They they why did they like trade down and blah 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 blah. And what else? No is wide new? receivers and to those people, I, I say, "What else is new?" I did. I I didn't come up with a mock draft last week. If you're listening, like, go back to listen to last week. I wanted, from the Patriots, I wanted edge, I wanted linebacker, I wanted tight end, and I wanted offensive line and wide receiver before quarterback. But last week I said they should draft a quarterback high just to get their chance at a quarterback. They didn't like any of the guys. They drafted everyone I thought they would draft, except a wide receiver, but they... In a sense, they drafted two wide receivers. They spent a second rounder on Mohamed Sanu, and they went out and signed Marquise Lee. Exactly. Um, I will say, Kyle Duggar, the first pick that they had in the second round, this originally had my head scratching. It had. I was, I was like, on the. I was on Facetime with my parents uh, when the pick happened, and my dad was in the same position because I do not have. I don't have cable. I was like, "Who so the hell is that?" I was just following that? along on Twitter, and yeah, that seems to be. That seems to be where everybody's head was at. Was like, uh, this guy. I was like, "Who the hell is that guy?" Now, I don't know much about Kyle Duggar. Um. I hope he's not into monster and um, like fox, you know, like those fox like motorcycles, like motocross. Oh bullshit. god! <laughs> like the, the I was like, where typical, are you going with this now? The yep. typical Kyle, <laughs> like dudes named Kyle that are really into like monster and like I don't know, like that type of shit. Somebody's gotta go um, look this kid up, find out whether or not he uh, maybe he had a monster tab necklace. I mean, I hope not. <laughs> that would be too um, good. That would be sick, dude. Um, but I, I don't know a lot about him, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I've never played football, and I don't know how to analyze football players. 
But I will say, looking back on it now, it's a smart move for the Patriots. We have aging safeties. We have Devin McCourty, Patrick Chung. Um, they're both 32 right now. Wrong side of 30. True. Uh, Adrian Phillips. He's getting to be like 20, 28 years old. Um, so like a little bit on the older side. As well as we got a couple other ones. But they are, we have an aging defensive back group. Kind of a smart move to get a little bit younger. And I don't know. We might see Patrick Chung get cut. Just for the sake of money. Just for the sake of money. I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Chung got cut during, um, or traded, for that matter. Um, we're not going to trade or cut Devin McCourty, obviously. We just paid him all that money. It makes no sense to. But I think Patrick Chung would be on the cutting block. And I haven't seen anyone say that on the internet. This is just my personal prediction and my personal belief. I think he would be the one to get the chopping block. Yeah. I think the I think the logic there is sound. Um I would not be, I would not be shocked if some uh some of the bigger names ended up uh ended up not wearing the red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah. Just for the sake of just for the sake of saving some money and being able to make some moves maybe during the season when slash if it happens. Yeah, for sure. Now Josh Uche that Michigan connection with uh, Chase Winovich, they are boys, apparently. they That could be a very good uh, addition. And maybe a little bit of chemistry beforehand will be uh, good for passing the rushing the quarterback. Well, and that ties so I'm in, excited about that. That ties into the conversation about Brady and Gronk. Like, Rob Gronkowski being in Tampa Bay, I don't think is going to be... I don't think Gronk is really going to come all that close to being as productive as he ever was with the Patriots. I think it's, you know, Tom <laughs> Tom is Linus and Gronk is his safety blanket, you know? Yeah. He's he's there he's there to help spread the gospel of Tom Brady around the locker room and to be, you know, to be a constant to help make that kind of transition acceptable. And I think with a year off after a metric shit ton of CBD oil, <laughs> he's uh He's yeah. probably going to look a little bit better than he did in the, what was it, the 2018 season? Um, I mean, he'll certainly I, not be hurt. I mean... Yeah, I think it's... I think He's been injury prone his entire career. Yeah, but I think those, I think those kind of connections on either side of the ball are really important uh, stepping stones to just having like a cohesive, well-oiled machine of a team. Um, so yeah, if those two are boys... Go for it. Let's let's see what you can bring on the field. Yeah. And Anthony Jennings, another linebacker for the Patriots. You know, I said we needed linebacker help. We needed somebody. We needed more people to rush the quarterback. I am happy with that. Got we him. got two tight ends. Two tight ends. We had hot garbage for tight end last year. Like, Ben Watson's not, I mean... He was good in 2005. <laughs> that is true. I mean, he is old. Yeah, especially for um, a, especially for a physical position like tight end. And then we got our kicker. Um, I don't. 
uncharted waters there. I I don't know how I feel about you heard about him. You have you been seeing it on Twitter? I have not. I have been on a uh, pretty decent social media hiatus besides promoting this podcast. So, um, Justin Rawazer, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. He is a kicker from Marshall. Um, originally went to University of Rhode Island, and he has been recently called out on the internet having a three percenter tattoo i saw this and i feel out of the loop what the hell is a three percenter um it's it's like militant right-wing politics um some accusing of it like that organization as being like nazi affiliated or white power affiliated um i personally don't know a lot about the three percenters um they have been there's just not a lot of good things about it and he said something along the lines of oh i got it when i was a teenager and didn't know a lot about them and i just support the military and my family he also has a don't tread on me tattoo and I, I I'm just very <laughs> conflicted when it comes to this pick. Yeah, I mean politics and politics and sports do not go hand in hand. The yeah, not knowing anything about the three percenters, maybe I should do some research and figure out what my uh what my hot take about it should be. But man, like why can't why can't the like why can't all the right wing nut jobs just be why can't they all agree on one thing to call themselves? How about they all just call themselves the Proud Boys or the KKK or whatever so I can figure out who to hate without having to write a master's thesis on why I dislike them. Yeah, I, I the three I mean, percenters I just wanna, what why? I don't know. They're just pro gun and pro I I don't Dude, I, I don't know. I I I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, um, why can't it, just but get, yet it gets get an NRA up. tattoo, it, you fucking weirdo? Yeah, I go I, all in or go all out. Like stop for, stop with these little stop with these little microcosm. I mean, groups. for all we know, there might be a social media uproar and he can be kicked off the team next week. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? But apparently, like, apparently he's a good kicker, but I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, moving on, we also got a guard. We got an offensive tackle, another linebacker, and a center. Um, good news, though. David Andrews did say he is coming back, and he's been medically cleared to start playing football again. He was saying so that in is an a good interview sign. that he had to like rebuild his body. Yeah, he I mean, what did he, he had like blood clots or something like Yeah. Serious stuff. I mean, very. I hope he's doing well. I hope to see him on the field eating people alive. But that is the Patriots draft. Now, the Patriots did sign a lot of undrafted free agents. Of course they did. 
Um, and most notably, they signed two quarterbacks. True. And the speculation going into next year is that their plan is to have three quarterbacks on the roster. Nothing new there. Um, Brian Hoyer is the current starter as of right now. Interesting. At least that's what reports have come out um, by, like, Mike Reese and everyone like that. Yeah. Um, Will that change? I think it will. I think Jared Stidham will eventually win the job. Um, Yeah, I think just based on how long... I mean, obviously, there's been some ins and outs, but Hoyer's been on the squad for how long and has never been our starter. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I mean, Hoyer has bounced around a bunch of places. I mean, he's been in Indianapolis. He's been in Cleveland. Uh, and you need <sighs> guys like that, but he's never he's never won out for a starting job. I, mean, I don't see any reason for that to change. He did in Cleveland for like a little bit, mm. but... He, that's not saying much. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, Cleveland, Cleveland is Cleveland is the factory of sadness. Cleveland is the seventh circle of hell in uh, so many ways. Like, did you know the the NFL draft is there next year? Is it really? Yeah, It'll be the most people in that city ever. <laughs> Besides, since maybe, LeBron left them. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say since maybe when LeBron James was playing there. Oh, man. What a... Oh, God. Like, Ohio. Who... Move somewhere else. (laughs) Be not there. (sighs) Because... Why? It's... Oh, my God. It's it's just not... It's not even a real place. (laughs) I'll say this about Cleveland... Like, the Cleveland Browns. Part of me just feels really bad for them. And... In some weird way, I am... I'm rooting for them to be better, uh, just because they've been bad for so long. I'm well, just wanna, like, come you on. You want to see people succeed. Like, if you're a good person, you just want to see people succeed. But like, are you saying you're a bad person? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would like for all people to be able to succeed in all things they do, but you're not going to if you're in Cleveland fucking Ohio. <laughs> like it's I just feel so bad. Like it I don't even think it's a matter of sports. I think it's a matter of geography. If you're in Cleveland, Ohio, you're probably not doing all that great. I mean, you have cold weather. You like I think the only sports team that is good is, like, probably, like, the Cleveland Indians. But even then, like... Even then, you're dealing with a, uh... You haven't... You're dealing with a team that hasn't won a championship in almost 60 years. And also, it's a questionable, uh... It's a questionable mascot. Though not quite as... I mean, they stopped... Not quite as... They stopped using, um, uh... They stopped using that guy, though. Chief Yuhu, I think that's what that was the name of it. Chief Yuhu? Hold was on. That his I got to look <laughs> I got to look this up. What is wrong with people? <laughs> I was going to say I 
I was gonna say it's worse. It's worse to be the. It's worse to be the DC team. I won't even say the name because it feels like a slur. But oh yeah. Oh man, Chief Yuhu, are you? All right. I think I I probably mispronounced it. Wahoo. I think that's how you pronounce it. That's still so not okay. Chief. I knew it Wahoo. was like something. Wahoo! I sent you the uh, like a link to like it. <laughs> wow, that's brutal. Yeah, imagine, <laughs> imagine sucking or like failing and having so many collapse for the last sixty years, and that's your mascot. <laughs> one, one might say the two things are tied. I mean. That's so... I will say this. It's funny because it's just so ridiculous. I mean, we can't talk. Tom Yorkie was not a good guy, dude. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, Yorkie Way is... That's also, that's also questionable naming for sure. I mean, the Red Sox were the last team to sign like an african-american and like we didn't sign one until like 1955 or something yeah but that's also like boston has that whole boston has a racial history that's just not great it's uh even now there's still some there's still some questionable things going on so there's no there's no winning in that yeah. game no matter who you are or where you're from i mean like no one <laughs> at least at least we don't have <laughs> Chief fucking Wahoo. Oh my god. That's brutal. I am... Yeah. I'm laughing because it's just so ridiculous. But <laughs> moving on, we were talking about the draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, we obviously... I think Bill Belichick has... I mean, he, he he has a plan in place. He always does. And people are criticizing him for his draft picks and not getting a quarterback, not not getting a wide receiver. I'll I'll say this: we should just give him the benefit of the doubt. He is the greatest coach of all time. Why not give him the benefit of the doubt? And he, he's earned that. He's earned that right. He is. Yeah, he has earned that. Like, we're not going to go out and sign Cam Newton. Please we're not no. going to go out and trade for Andy Dalton. We're going to stick with our what who we got. And that just seems to make sense. It just... And know. I don't think enough Patriots fans are giving him the credit. I think, and I've seen it, a lot of Patriots fans on Twitter are jumping ship and going to, like, the Tampa Bay... Buccaneers which is so so that's an interesting that's an interesting topic that I guess we can I think it's probably better saved for a later podcast but I will say this like maybe it's just because of where we're from and Boston is like the sports is so the sports are so ingrained in the culture of that city and that state yeah like you're a you're a diehard for your hometown team or you're not a diehard and that 
like that's one thing that's always been kind of confusing since well i guess you could say basically since college when i really started interacting with people that were outside of my usual spheres um Mm -hmm. but especially being down here in nashville like the number of people that are like born and raised in certain places and then end up in other places and start rooting for the team that's there or they start you know or there are even people that I know that live in Massachusetts that are like, uh, no, I'm not a, I'm not a Patriots fan. I like the Seahawks. And it's like, why? How do I you? Mean, <laughs> I guess I can, um, I, I have some thoughts about that. And there are some teams I definitely have a stronger allegiance with. Patriots, absolutely. Like, that is my number one allegiance doesn't matter where i move to that is the team i am going to root for same thing with the red sox i'm going to root for those teams um and maybe i guess i'll say this i mean i work at barclay center i haven't said that before in like the other two previous podcast episodes tread carefully trader but i work at the barclay center and i wear the brooklyn nets and recently the new jersey not new jersey um excuse me um i was gonna say new york islanders i was gonna say please don't tell me you're a new jersey's devil a new jersey devil's fan i was gonna say Um, this podcast will end right now (laughs) and so like i i have worked several new jersey nets uh or not why do i keep i i gotta get that stinky word those two bad words out of my mouth oh what you're not a fan of new jersey you're not a fan of the armpit of america the only good thing about new jersey is wawa that's it the garden state what a joke more like the garbage state (laughs) oh got him got him um anyways I've I've seen a lot of Brooklyn Nets games and I've seen a lot of New York Islanders games, and I I think it's just because like I like I've just been around it more. I've been to more Islanders and I've been to more Nets games than Bruins and like Celtics games, um, and I've just fallen in love with both of those teams in a sense. And I guess I mean I'm not. I don't hate the Nashville Predators. I was rooting for them when they were in the Stanley Cup because I hate the Penguins. And like, I've got a a respect for that team. I love that stadium. Bridgestone Arena is a very... It's beautiful. It is a very, very nice... uh, It's a very nice arena. But like, I just can't ever picture, you know, mainlining another team. And maybe that has to do with the fact that I've now seen all of those teams win championships. Now that I've seen the Bruins, um, to a far, far lesser extent, the Celtics, um, the Red Sox multiple times, uh, the Patriots more times than anyone should ever get to see in their lifetime. Like who? The Patriots. Dude, I, my dream would be to get season tickets for the Patriots. I have, I, I have yet to go to a Patriots game, and that is on the bucket list i forget you've told me this before you've never been to gillette huh i've never been to gillette at all man you're missing out although i can't i can't really say a whole lot because both i've been to gillette two times and both times i've had box seats 
So like, did you go to Toby Keefe's uh, steakhouse? I did not. <laughs> Dude, you you messed up. Hey man, you're at a you're at a sports stadium. Eat a hot dog. <laughs> You're not going to Toby Keefe's Steakhouse, dude? Can't can't say I have much interest. Um I will say this, I can can't wait for football season to begin and hopefully all I can't this wait beer to virus, be able to actually leave my fucking house. I mean, hopefully this beer virus thing is all over with because there's a game I hope to see in person and i hope to get tickets for and it's the giants and the buccaneers in new jersey and that will be the only time i will be willingly wanting to go to new jersey and i think it's worth it just to see tommy boy i would i don't think you're far off there i think that's a i think that's a noble goal um i think that is that's one of the only reasons you should ever go to New Jersey willingly. And hopefully we're not shooting ourselves in the foot by making fun of all the potential New York Jersey fans yeah. of the pod. Hey, I mean, it's their fault for living in New Jersey. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this about New Jersey. I, I respect the fact that they are so proud of where they come from. They God are just only like, knows why, but yeah, I, I mean, if you got I that pride, flaunt it, it, man. They they got that pride. Like it's kind of they're you know who's gonna be really of, really pissed about our New Jersey slander? Chris, Vicky, Vicky, <laughs> Vicky is not gonna be happy if she listens. She I knows mean, hey, though. She lived with us, so I mean, we'll tell it to her right to her face. I, I will. And Vicky, if you're listening, I don't care. You, you were born and raised in the armpit of America, and I'm happy that you got out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you want to move on to our next piece of topic? Let's switch gears to the Vans Warp Tour scene, who are currently... You want to give the background on this? You have all the oh, I'm, necessary things up. I am ready. Hold on a second. Let's fire up Twitter here and oh, find. This is... I'm gonna. I'm going to read the statement. So somebody went anonymous on Reddit and posted this to the relationships subreddit. They said, "God, I fucking love Reddit." <laughs> <laughs> Their username is throwaway with a bunch of numbers, and it says throwaway for reasons that will become obvious soon. I, 30 male, play in a decently well-known band that's been touring around the country for about nine years now. I met my girlfriend, 25 female, at a show two years ago, which had local openers, and she told me that she was a friend of one of the local bands, and that's why she was there. When we met, she offered to buy me a drink, and after talking, she claimed that she didn't know my band slash who I was at all. 
She moved. She has moved to my state and we live together now. Today, being bored in quarantine, we were going through old photos together. This is where it all unravels. In 2012, my band played a cross-country music festival and we had daily meet and greets for fans. We weren't all that big, but it was a fun thing for us and our fans. When we were looking at old photos, there was a picture of her with my band, which was obviously from this festival. So she lied, knew my band, possibly knew who I was for all caps years, and it's having me doubt the entire relationship. Like she only got with me because of who I am slash I was in the band, things like that. I'm thinking about leaving in the middle of the night tonight, but I don't know if I'm just overreacting, overreacting as two separate words to some, I don't know if I'm just overreacting to something really stupid. I was so upset. I didn't even want to talk to her about it. I don't know all caps how to talk to her about it. I already talked to my buddy and he'll let me crash for a few nights. I just don't know what to do. Too long didn't read. Girlfriend lied about knowing who I was when we met. I found out she lied. I want to leave. Don't know what to do. First of all, first things first. Oh, man. This is a lot to unpack. It's it's a lot to unpack. And the... Yeah, so basically... Um, <laughs> The, the Twitter sleuths have started trying to figure out who this person is. It's pretty obvious just based on the wording and the fact that this guy says that like, oh, we were a decently known band or whatever. It's that kind of modesty that you can expect from anybody who's played the Vans Warp Tour. Um, and that tour was pretty huge in 2012. Um, so people are trying to figure out who this guy is, what band he's from, and it has been, I will say it has been a thoroughly entertaining uh, ride watching the Twitter threads. There's a guy who's, it's not his at, he's a Twitch streamer, um, so it's not his handle, but his name that comes up every time you see one of his tweets is uh, Quentin mm. Quarantino. Who that's has, great, I who, love that name. Yep, he has been. Uh, that's, that's a solid Twitter name. He has been heading up the search and um, the supposedly the person who posted it uh, said that they would reveal who they were if the community could raise $10,000 for Live Nation's, um, I think it's called like the One Crew Fund or something. You can look it up. Uh, if there's $10,000 worth of donations to this fund for out of work musicians and crew people, uh, if they reach $10,000, they will reveal themselves. Uh, but I think it's much more fun to watch everybody just trying to through, uh, trying through process of elimination to figure out who the hell this guy is. Yeah, I'm like trying to get a solid, um, like a solid view of what the lineup was in 2012. I, if we can find that. Maybe we can make our own predictions of who we think this possibly is. The first band that came to mind when I read this, because my, so even before I knew about the Twitter thread and whatever, somebody had, somebody had, somebody else had posted it uh, before it kind of reached uh, critical mass. Uh, and right. the first band, the first band that came to my mind when I was reading this Reddit post was Sleeping With Sirens. I was like, this, this has, this has... Didn't they come out and say no 
I know a lot of bands came out and said that. So no, it wasn't us. There's Roddy been a lot Radke, of them. I know. Oh, Roddy well, Radke went out and said, "Yeah, it wasn't me." This guy Quentin Quar- Quentin Quarantino. He uh, his his initial post where he he basically had a screen cap of the Reddit post. Uh, so his his first Twitter made a joke about Ronnie Radke, and it was clearly just a joke because I don't think of of all people, I don't think Ronnie Radke was going to be posting that kind of thing. Um, well, like, and Ronnie Radke was on a different level in 2012 than a lot of other smaller bands. Like, yeah, I don't think it was. I really don't think it was any of like the big big headliners. Um, but it definitely like, I don't has like, to be. I think it definitely. I don't like has Ronnie be... Radke, but oh, he yeah. wouldn't no, no, no. be doing that. Please, nobody. No, like, please, nobody he... confuse it. We are not fans. I don't... We are not fans, and like, I'm not defending him in any way. But he wouldn't do something like that. I don't think he has. Um, I don't think he has the emotional wherewithal. I mean, he's too busy rocking the Gucci sneaks. God help me. <laughs> Remember that song? That that disaster i wish i could now i'm looking at some of the list or like some of the bands on it and it has to be a band that currently is playing and has been around for a while and was tiny in 2012 it's hard to think of like bands in 2012 that was eight years ago yeah it's i think i think in reality it's going to be a band that nobody really remembers, but I I do have some suspicions. Um, I think it's a pop punk band, dude. Honestly. Yeah, this has pop punk bro written all over it. I'm um, like looking at the bands, and somebody said like title fight, and I was like, nah, that wouldn't be tough. Yeah, nah. I don't think uh having having had interactions with those guys and followed them pretty closely i have a hard time believing that any of them would do something that would put them in like a public space like this because whoever that's the thing is that whoever posted this like somewhere in the back of their mind they might have just been drunk posting on reddit or something but like they had to have at least like an inkling in the back of their mind that people were going to be trying to figure out who it is oh apparently another thing about this band is they are from the united states so it's not chunk no captain (laughs) chunk you listen to chunk bro oh man hey dudes are you ready to we see motionless and white, but like I don't. I think how motionless big were and white they in was 2012? Okay. They were pretty big in 2012. They were. I don't think they were headliners on oh, the man, monster Breathe stage, Carolina. but I know that they were on the monster stage. Oh, it could be one of the guys from Breathe Carolina. There are they a band still? I have no idea. <laughs> there's so there's so much of that scene that's just fallen by the wayside. Um, Fireworks are not a band anymore. Hostage Comp not a band anymore. Hostage Com was on Warp Tour in 2012. I, dude, I'm like on the Facebook page. That's looking. sick. I, I mean, I'm just looking at what. I wish I had seen them instead of dude, waiting around in the Warp, heat man. for of mice and men. Oof. You be at six, nah. I that name is in like the dark recesses of my brain, but I could not name a song by them. I mean, they're like they're from they're from uh, England. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Boyer Strong, I feel like, wouldn't be it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like four year strong is a little bit too big to be this guy. I mean, somebody mentioned first and what? Somebody mentioned bless the fall, and that was an interesting one. I don't think it's any of the like vocalists. I don't think it's any of like the Warped Tour celebrities. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be like um, I don't know, like. Yeah, I don't see Austin Carlisle coming out of the woodwork and being like, it was me, guys. No, like, I feel like Austin Carlisle has better things to worry about than... Like the hard turn to Christianity that he took. Did he really? Yeah, somebody posted something about him on Instagram a few months back, and I went and... Man, him and Aaron Gillespie, like, switched spots. Yeah, they did. Because, like, Aaron Gillespie now is just like... Nah, dude, God's not real. I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, and now he's like... Like, Aaron Gillespie... Isn't Aaron Gillespie now, like, a devout atheist or some shit like that? I think so. Which is I funny because Under Oath was something a... about that. Under Oath was a more interesting band when they were, like, starkly a Christian band. They I had remember... One, they had one, like, comeback record. Scene. Like, a year or two ago. And not just... Not, not great... Not my cup of tea. That was such an interesting, um, that was such an interesting scene back in the day, um, with the whole, like, Christian metalcore, like, Christian core thing. I mean, it's such a, it's so, it's so interesting how, like, it's, if nothing else, it's interesting to watch that progression of these, like, these trends in rock and hardcore and other music, too, that, like... But that was such a tiny trend that it it, kind of made it it mainstream. It was huge for a while. I mean... It was... I remember it being a big deal where I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, well, yeah, and it was, you know, it was all Rocco genres. scene and everything? It was all, like, like every genre was touched by it. You got, like, you got your Under Oath. You had um, Flyleaf. Oh, what was, yeah. the bu- what was the butt rock band? Oh, my God. Oh, Skillet? Yes. Skillet, dude? Skillet. <laughs> oh, my God. It was these, like... Dude. You got, like, you got some real gems out of that scene. Like, Me Without You, like fantastic was, um, band under oath had their hits it, but like there's a lot of it a, that was just watered down versions of other yeah. music there was a band my friend he like toured with for a little bit um and like did merch for them and there was like this whole christian metalcore like music festival like way up in vermont or something like that but they were called like exiting the fall oh i heard of them um, yeah they had their moment at one point. They were kind of big-ish among the, at least the Massachusetts scene way back. Yeah. So in any case, it, um, the mystery is still ongoing. This kid, this kid, Quentin, Quentin Quarantino. I don't know his actual is name it, and I don't remember what his actual handle is, but uh, I mean, he's doing like it's the internet. I don't need his real name. dude. Exactly. He's, I don't uh, want his real name. He's doing charity streams and stuff uh, to help raise money, which is cool, like raising money for a good cause for artists and crew people and everything else that are uh, struggling at this time. So good for them. I hope they hit that 10K. I hope I hope we find out who it is. Um, but I'll be. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm interested to find out who the hell. Uh... <laughs> I, I just want to know, like, uh, I want to know whether or not it left. Would... 
Did he actually? I don't like, know. I want to know. I want to know that. I want. I'm invested now. I've got nobody I'm has hooked. anything better out. Nobody has anything better to do. So let's find out like, who the hell this guy is. I saw like some tweet about him. It was like, uh, why would someone tweet something like this, knowing the music industry has been on hold for like the past month? I couldn't agree more. Yeah, there's a. Of of all the times to do this, uh, n- now was not it. I, I mean, hey, like, nothing else going on. But I don't know what. It's probably definitely a, like a pop punk band, though. Like, I think yeah, that's it the just general has consensus that, of it. It it has that written all over it. What if it's like Man Overboard? <laughs> I mean, those guys don't actively tour anymore. But knowing knowing that a few of their true. songs, I think the uh, Dude, I think the personality checks out. I I remember really liking the uh, what was that Man Overboard album, Real Talk, and I was like, oh, I'm sure this 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 album is really good. I'm I'm like, and so like I start listening to it, hoping it still holds up, and. Nah. No, Man Overboard is not a good band, guys. Um, I'm with you. They kind of suck. Um, I don't know who, who's the whiny, like skinny singer. You know, what I'm talking about the one with the glasses. Really narrowing it down when it comes to pop punk guys, but yeah, and I, I mean, I, it's it's I like remember. so like in Man Overboard, it's like the bassist, the bassist sings, and then like it's a guitarist, or maybe it's both of the guitarist sings but like the guitarist is kind of a little bigger and usually wears a flat brim hat and the other one is like skinny big nose and he just has the high pitch voice and i'm just like no he is not good at all and yeah. this never <laughs> it's bad like, you point this out whenever we listen to an album, but it's especially bad when my girlfriend, who's not a recording expert, she does music stuff, but she's not, like, a recording expert by any standards. And she says, ooh, that vocal correction. Oh, dude. In, in like, Man Overboard. Yeah, it's everywhere. Anytime there's it's, any kind of drawn out vowel, it's like, oh, you couldn't sustain that note. You can hear the computer like clicking in. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, not 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 my favorite band by any means. So yeah, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm interested to see where that goes. I think that'll be a uh, it'll probably be a recurring segment until we find out as people start to narrow it down. Yeah, and as more people like say on the interweb that it's not them yeah it has been it has been wildly entertaining watching all of these guys coming out and being like no it wasn't me but it like the interactions and stuff that are happening because of it have been just very entertaining to watch it's been a cool little it's been a cool little thing to take your mind off the beer virus and whatever else well and it's just like it's it's like i want to know everyone just like it's they just gots to know it's the grand mystery but it, I think everyone is going to be so let down by it. 
yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be like, like I said, I don't think it's going to be anybody like particularly big. I think it might be a name people recognize for sure, but I don't think it's going to be, I bet you, you know, a, a, I bet you $10 it's a bass player of like <laughs> a band. We, it's, it, it's a bass player. It's definitely the bass player. It's like bass no one knows. Of, a bass player like of some, some random band. band. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet it's the bass player. No one gives a shit about the bass player. This but I will say the most the what? most uh, the most attention that a bass player gets since Fall Out Boy was in their heyday. I mean, Fall Out Boy would be nothing without Pete Wentz. Pete's, Pete Wentz can't play bass for shit. Oh god, watching live videos of them is always so fucking funny. He's he's he, so bad. <laughs> he can't play bass for shit, but he knows how to write lyrics, and he can't sing for shit. He just knows how to be a pretty face and be the face of like a band and like yeah, he's a brand. Got, he's got he's got songwriting instincts, but yeah, he's uh, as a as an actual musician. Um, yeah, well, not, he also knows how great. to like build a brand, and like he was able to build the brand of Fall Out Boy to True. be what it is. Listen, Patrick still... Stump was not. He's a good talent, but he's not a face of the like uh, the band type of person yeah and now I still, he is i still but want, back when they started i still want a pete Wentz signature uh squire p base so if anybody's got one of those kicking around it's probably only worth like 150 200 bucks but i'll pay it i want the daisy rock dude true remember remember daisy of love yep remember rock of love oh, brett michaels dude God. i love all those trash tv shows those are so good <laughs> Oh my god. VH1 was sick back in the day, and now it's just trash. That's true. Like, That's I don't care true. about basketball wives. Give me like, Rock show? of Love. I'm pretty sure it is. Christ. And I'm pretty sure it's just like housewives or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think, I think now that we've devolved to basketball wives, it's probably time for some uh, recommendations. Okay um you start i've got two this week one one is a song the other is um um i guess you could call it a piece of hardware um so we'll start hardware for what for your ear holes it's uh i just got i'm showing dan on facetime i just got a pair of skull candy uh indies because i got a targeted instagram ad um and they were on sale they were like 50 bucks and they're basically just airpod pros um but they come in a bunch of different colors and they're way cheaper and i find them more comfortable and so far the battery life has been fantastic i've only charged the case once and i've been using them for four or five days now um so yeah they look good they feel good they sound i mean they're just a pair of earbuds so they're not going to sound great but they've got you know their cover in the spectrum as as good as any pair of headphones that i use uh for like day-to-day life and yeah for i think i i think i paid 50 bucks shipped to my door and yeah i'm not i'm not complaining they're pretty sick i like skull candies but i just i'm not a whole fan of the ear pod thing or like ear like I don't know, man. Like I, I've never, I've never been, I've never been sold on the hype for the true wireless headphones, where it's just the buds in your ear. Like I haven't really cared all that much. I've gotten by with just the Apple headphones and whatever else. But we'll I've been more and more ones, interested. The Apple, I like the old Apple ones, but the recent Apple ones just like hurt my 
but they don't sit right in my ears. No, I don't like them. So I get I've gotten by with them for a while, but uh, yeah, I decided to go for an upgrade because it was well within the price range, and so far so good. Um, Should have gone with Sennheisers, then, my dude. I want to get the Sennheiser True Wireless ones, but they which are ones like marginally. The... Oh, I forget what the name of them are. I I had a pair. And I, I regret this. Like, I, like, left them at, like, a hockey game or something like that. And oh. I never got them back. Sennheiser's uh, 4.50s. And they're, like, the big, like, bulky... They're kind of bulky. Over ears? What? Like, over your ear? Yeah. And they were so comfy. And the sound quality was so good. But I, I messed up and forgot them. And I'm sad. Yeah, I love Sennheisers. My... I've got HD 280s that I use for just like monitoring and sometimes for mixing and stuff. And yeah, they're comfortable. They sound great. Big fan of those. Um, True. But yeah, my other my other recommendation is the song Taurus Season by Travis Alexander, formerly of Therefore I Am and Ghost Thrower. Um, solid bop. Uh, it's fitting because we're in Taurus Season. Um, True. But it's like, a, it's like an indie rock kind of thing. It's guitar driven, but there's a lot of electronic instrumentation and he does some like frank ocean vocal editing vocal manipulation kind of things that are really cool um and he's got that classic kind of like emo lyric thing going on and yeah it it hits hard it's good solid stuff um mine is a song it's in circles by the world is a beautiful place and i am no longer afraid to die Love that name. That name. That name. It's going to live in infamy, but great band. Yeah. I think I've seen The World Is more than any other band, just from living in Connecticut for four years. I mean, they do that. I mean, they play a lot of gigs. They're, I, I enjoy them. They're great. Um, but they, um, they put it out last week. Great song. Guitar-driven. And really works with the dynamics it it has a lot of uh those classic loud parts and then the the quiet soft parts like any other world is song solid seems on brand for them it's a solid bop you know six minutes great great uh guitar great uh drums that are in a weird time signature oh so it's a song for brad (laughs) well i mean Brad, <laughs> the thing about Brad is like you'll show him a song that in you'll be like, oh look, this is in a twelve five like time signature, and he'll be like, <laughs> I just don't like the lyrics. I don't I don't like the way he's singing. He he sounds too much like a pop punk singer or something like that. Yeah, he is he is very particular. He is so particular. But then he listens to just but then he listens to a lot of just basic like lo fi hip hop beats or like. 80s synthwave stuff and like he's just so like he's a, yeah this is a, my shit he's a funny one yeah he's a he's a funny cat that way i mean like I'll, I'll agree with some of his musical hot takes like of which there are many oh he has so many we'll have to get him on like i want definitely his hottest takes on music um we'll probably plan that in the future because he's been brought True. up so much in this episode. Um, but he, like, I agree with him. I don't like the front bottoms either. 
I still back that band. I don't back extent. that band at all. I don't. Older, first first two or three albums. But then again, pretty, like I, pretty decent songwriting. I was listening to them the, for like a indie folk band. That's true for the listeners who are not familiar with the Front Bottoms. True. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. Listen to uh, listen to Travis Alexander and the world is a beautiful place and go buy Skull Candy headphones and spawn uh, all three all three Travis world is Skull Candy sponsor us boom give us money <laughs> give us money that is the end all be all of everything I want to be the first podcast millionaire dude we're not Joe Rogan damn it <laughs> or fucking Howard Stern or or um guy can dream or what's another podcaster that's a millionaire at this point um god i'm sure dax shepherd is oh he probably is i mean but that probably has more to do with his acting career who knows yeah yeah so so yeah until next time guys this has been the packy run podcast we'll talk to you next week fucking cat <laughs>